This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Drinking with Authors. I'm host Erica Lance. My co-host today is the absolutely wonderful C.R. Rice. And our guest today is Bo Lake. Woo! Yay! Yeah, they had a track for me. I hope they had a track, actually. I should go back and listen. Wouldn't that be like the words on class? Like we tell everybody? Yeah. We always tell everybody they add a track and like, you're going to see, like, if they don't, it's just going to be like us being jag-offs, just be like, yeah, they add a track. I think it's part of the charm. So let's talk about, first of all, this episode is sponsored by Skunk Brothers Spirits. You go on their website, skunkbrotherspirits.com, DWA10, coupon code. So today I decided to kind of do a um, cran and vodka. I was like, I'm old school, very basic in my drinking with author's cup. Uh, CR, what are you drinking? This is these, the, the pestilence we've been doing. So it's the green tea and vodka. And I didn't get fancy and do any pieces in it this time. It's just the green tea and vodka. I understand being lack of fancy today. What about you, Bo? What are you drinking? I have an iced coffee with um, rum chata in it. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. That sounds yummy. I remember the first time I had rum chata and it tasted like um, the milk left over from Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It does yeah. taste like that. It's very cinnamony. Yeah, I'm. that was exciting. Okay. Well, for those out there that may not know you, can we talk about what you write for a little bit here? Yes. So what do you write? <laughs> uh, I write paranormal romance. Um, well, it's hard to genreify it as paranormal romance, but I suppose that's what we list on Amazon as. Uh, so paranormal romance with a focus on werewolves. And there's Where? both gay romance, straight romance, lesbian romance. I do all of it. Very awesome. Nice. Very awesome. Um, so... Uh, what got you started writing? Oh my gosh. I've been writing since I was a kid. Honestly, like my mom still has these awful stories I wrote as a child about giraffes, like a giraffe that was sad because I always write sad stuff. So it's like the giraffe who lost its mother or like just horrifyingly sad things for like a six-year-old to write about. And it just a lot of vanity. <laughs> I did watch a lot of Bambi. I've always been that kid. I've been that weird kid who always wrote about horrifyingly sad things. And so I just continued doing that. I see. I see. So you obviously are going to eventually publish those one day, right? Oh, Is yeah. Everyone, anthology? everyone wants <laughs> the, the giraffe who is sad anthology. Yeah. Along with my illustrations of like a super long neck giraffe that I colored with like Blood crayons, yeah. Very cool. You <laughs> love blood crayons. You gotta love them. So, what was your first piece of um, published fiction? Um, my per actually my first published novel was called Proud, and it's a contemporary LGBT romance that I wrote with a um, co-author named Tatum West, um, and we wrote that in 2019. I'd like to say. And that was my first like published book, like had a paperback in my hands, sort of book. Motion detected at the front door. 
there was a motion detected at the front door. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> Everywhere. My house is obnoxious. <laughs> That's very... It's, back to the question we actually asked. <laughs> you know, your shirt is a lie today. I'm just saying. I'm so, Corey said the same thing. I went to go to the store and he's like, do you got this? Because you don't look like you got this. I was like, you fake it till you make it. Like You just got to do oh it. My goodness. Do. I'm like, I don't think she's got this. I don't okay. got this. So what got you interested in writing um, LGBT and stuff like that. What, where was, where was the genesis of why you decided to go down that path? Well, my co-author Tatum already wrote like uh, male male romance, and I kind of got thrust into it. She's like, "Do you want to co-write a book with me?" And I was like, "Sure." I started out editing for her actually, and then I start and then did a bunch of research and wrote with her for three novels. And I, what I like about it is that everyone deserves to have a romance book that has them in it. And I like that I could help contribute to having, you know, for anyone who has different like desires are in a book for them. That didn't sound very uh, intellectual, but. It doesn't have to <laughs> This is not the intellectual drinking with authors podcast. One, that would be a really long name. And two, yeah, we, we can't drink and be intellectuals at the same it's, time necessarily. It's, it's true. It's true. So um, how many books have you published now then? Um, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight books. Wow. That's quite a bit. And one, two, three, four, five of them are with Four Horsemen Publications. That's very cool. Shameless <laughs> plug, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta be a company shill. Oh wait. Well, you also do editing. I do. I I edit for Four Horsemen Publications. Yes. Well, I mean, it's for me. <laughs> yeah. Look, we've decided to do a shameless plug show all around. <laughs> Just kidding. So, um, now what made you choose werewolves? I was actually thinking about that this morning because I was like, I know this is going to be the question I'm going to be asked. So I was thinking about it. I was like, what is the genesis of the werewolves? And I think it was a book called Blood and Chocolate that came out in the 90s. The author... a terrible movie. Oh, it was a bad movie. The movie's sucked but the book is incredible and it is nothing like the movie the author was Annette Curtis Klaus and it was just it was one of those books that I read during a really formative time like middle school where you're kind of trying to find yourself and what you're into and I found out that that book was what I was into so I really liked the it was just like so passionate and it was so different than like vampires, which can get really like sterile and like cold and werewolves are more like fiery and like heated. And I was kind of, I thought that was a little more interesting. Plus you can do like body horror elements with it. And at my very core, I am a horror writer. So that's why I chose that. But do you and write horror? horror? Yeah, I was gonna say, as a horror writer, I'm, let's discuss this. So <laughs> I, I do, I do write horror. I've never published any horror because I, I just kind of got like thrust into like paranormal romance, 
and just kind of like it's like oh well I'm on this lane now let me just walk down it but like at my very like center spiritually I worship at the altar of Stephen King and that is who I am that is the person I am so maybe someday Bo will write a horror novel I think Bo should absolutely write a horror novel and not like someday in the huge distant future. I think it should be sooner rather than later. Anyway, I'm putting that down as a side note, having nothing to do with this podcast, but having to do with other <laughs> four horsemen things. Um, so Write it uh, down. We'll add it to the list. I'm, it's, it is. It's officially, it's officially posted it right here. It just got posted it, which is almost on top of the list. It's po- it's a technical term, okay? Posted it, posted it. Yes, I like it. Posted it, posted it, yeah, posted it. They that fired fast. <laughs> We're okay. not all great at grammar or anything. It's fine. You know, <laughs> not all of us excel at that. <laughs> we don't have, have to if we're creatives. Just kidding. You absolutely have to if you're listening to this podcast and think you could be terrible at grammar. Either that or you're going to spend a lot of money on an editor. Those are your two options. And you're going to make your editor like cry a lot. I I will tell you that straight up. Your editor (laughs) will cry every day if you're bad at grammar. Well, you remember being a kid and like your teacher being like, you're never going to have something that's going to be able to correct your spelling. You have to know how to spell every word. And I'm just like, really? Like like the word restaurant, I cannot spell restaurant to save my fucking life am i allowed to curse on this podcast you're fucking allowed to curse it's no a, okay cool. oh, podcast. it's a drinking podcast but we speak very eloquently <laughs> if that was the case cr would not know be what, my co-host i wouldn't be on here <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so like and we didn't know we were going to have spell check and that was going to be a big thing when we grew up because we grew up in the time where like computers were in their infancy I, I thought I'd have to know how to spell restaurant and I still don't know how and my spell check doesn't know either because I've fucked it up so many times that it now gives me the incorrect spelling. I've done mm. that. For, for all of those paying attention, maybe do not save words to your dictionary all the time like that. Like, don't get oh, excited. No. Save the dictionary because then it's like, hey, the way you spelled February, not February. That was a that was one for me for a really long time. That yes. you know, I was like, why is this this it just looks wrong? There's a few words like uh verses always looks wrong to me as well. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this uh, I have several words that I will be looking at. I'm like, why doesn't this say to correct it? And I'm like, is that really what that's how's that spelled? I'm you ever write for so long that you uh, normal words end up looking wrong. Like yes. I wrote bookstore yesterday. I'm like, that's not how that's spelled. That doesn't look right. That's a what? No, I'm missing a letter here somewhere. And like, I was just, I was working for so long that I was like, all right, if words, simple words are starting to look wrong, then you have to walk it's away. Time for a break. Time for a break. Yes. Yeah. That, that's I how to- I am like editing. I'm like, I, after a while, I'm like, I don't think I understand how the English language works. And this is my job. I have to know how this works. So that's the point where you're like, I got to go, like, you know, take a break, maybe like have a snack and then come back. I, I, I agree. I also use a lot of pretending to send text messages or notes and just say the word 
<laughs> how the word is spelled. I'm not going to lie. I do that rather frequently, especially if I'm even spelling it in something. And then I'm like, this is not right. Delete, 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 Mike. Blah, blah, blah. Go back to typing the message. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forget what the word of today was. There was a word today that I was like, that's not right. It wasn't. It was completely not right. I had way too many vowels in it. It's fine. <laughs> but the weird thing was because I was in suggest mode on something, it didn't correct it for me. And I was like, this is bad. At least I spotted it and I knew how to, <laughs> how to fix that. Okay, Charles, questions. I always override you in the first segment, I've realized. So I'm not going to do that this time. <laughs> That's because my questions get out of hand. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yeah. So, okay. So I know you you had mentioned, which I'm fairly certain based off of Erica's response, you're going to be writing horror in the future. Were there I ever so. any other genres you wanted to do? Um, It's always, always been horror or like, oh. Uh, horror and romance that- aren't exactly parallel. I just, like to, I just like to smash them together and be like, you know what? You can be turned on and then you can be turned off and that's fine. Like, I just like, if I want to put a horror thing in there, I'm going to do it. And I don't know if that's off-putting for readers, but I just do it anyway. Um, and as Erica says, they can really, like, there can be interconnection between them because there's something beautiful about things being torn apart, I guess. Um that was a creepy thing to say. Wow. Um, I think that's not creepy. You're talking to the wrong person. You want to say creepy. I'm like, yes, yes. Continue. <laughs> but to answer the question, I think that I'm finding that with this first series of books, I keep going to the past and really like being like, let's like find like a decade and like fit it in there. So maybe like, something with like a historical bent because I love doing research which I guess makes me a pretty good editor but I like to like really like sink my teeth into things and like find out like why things happened and then like pull it into a narrative like a lot of my Wolves of Wharton books have like World War II elements and like the years directly after World War II so it was really fun to like learn all about it so maybe something that involves me learning something historically there you go there you go i like that (laughs) i like it oh no i was leaving it up to you okay no i was was leaving it up to you do you see how i'm trying to do that it's not working well so i never have to do it again this is normally i ask a question Hold on. Normally, I ask a question, then you ask a question, and then I ask, and we, and then we hit a low, and I panic. Okay, you can't switch things up on me. This is too stressful. Okay. Well, never mind. I'll ask my next question then. What did you read a lot? What do you like to read? I mean, you edit. Um, you read those books, but what do you like? What is your guilty reading pleasure? My guilty pleasure. Mm. I wouldn't say I feel guilty about reading anything like. I'll read smut on a bus. I don't care. Um, I think looking at my bookshelf right now, probably my favorite like guilty genre would be like Jodi Picoult novels. Like crime, but with like sadness built into it because I love to have a good cleansing cry at the end of a book. So 
I would say that would be my guilty pleasure, but mostly it's horror. Can I talk about the book I'm reading right now? Please. You I, can talk about whatever the crap section wants for podcast. Go for it. Yeah. Well, right now I'm reading Manhunt by Gretchen Falker Martin, and it is a um, post-apocalyptic novel, and it's great, and I highly recommend. Um, so yeah, I tend to go for like gross horror novels. Like I just read Womb by I think it's Duncan Ralston. And it is a disgusting, like, body horror novel. And I wouldn't read it if you were, like, faint of heart, but I had fun. Here's what you should just talk to that last time. Easily from Gore. Um, So if I I say guilty pleasure, because I don't think anyone should feel guilty about reading anything. You know, I read a lot of um, nonfiction books and fiction books. I love, I actually love a really good biography. I don't care who the hell you are, if it's really well done. I love right, a, if you I had love, a cool life. Well, and also if you tell just cool stories about your life, I think almost everybody has had a cool life. It's just how you recognize parts of it and then how you talk about parts of it. L- listen, Mrs. My hands got taped up because I'm allergic to lavender and it was in the yard. Like that is a story in it. See, look at the look on Bo's face. That's entertaining. <laughs> Were you a child when this happened? What? Yes, of course I was a child. <laughs> I was like, last week. Who, She's lying. <laughs> I'm like, who's taping up your hands? What things are going on in your house? I will say, those no see have you, I don't know. Erica, you know the no see They're no see No see whatever the hell they are. Those mosquitoes, Corey threatened uh-huh. to, to oven mitt my hands because like, I looked like a freaking junkie when we first moved down because I had ripped into myself so much. Yeah, screw those things. But no, of course I was a child. I have special moments, but like, not that. But that's what a biography makes is the special moments that you've had in your life. Anyway, the thing I do read a lot when is um, paranormal erotica or paranormal romance when I just want sort of a guilty pleasure book because like you read a lot of nonfiction books and you have to think about what you're reading a lot. You know, you're not like... Look, I'm just, you know, it's something you don't, I don't know if I'm saying this right. It's a lot of vodka, but um, <laughs> like you don't have, like I can read a paranormal romance and not like, I'm not like, okay, remember this was said before and like, you know. You don't, you yeah. don't feel like you, it, it's like the whole concept of like a beach read. Like it's like fun. You don't feel like you're uh, tethered to the book. You can put it down and pick it up and. I like that about paranormal romance too, is that it's, uh, it can be high stakes, but it's uh, not based in our reality, which can be really cold and hard to deal with. It's more like fun. Yes, no, I agree. I agree hundred <laughs> percent. I agree. Okay, yeah. CR, you have the next question before the break. I'm giving okay. cues. I'm queuing now. <laughs> I should That's get some cards. <laughs> What is your favorite snack to eat when you write? Oh, I am a huge fan of Starbucks. That is so basic of me, but I love to get like a fruit and like cheese and crackers plate from Starbucks and like some sugary drink and write. That's usually my go-to. Yeah, Starbucks has lots of food. 
They have a great grilled cheese sandwich, just so you know. It's oh, I do amazing. enjoy the Starbucks. And I guarantee you it's like $15. It's not Starbucks $15, it's $5, it's, but. Okay, that's, that's. Do you remember the, the, the grilled cheeses that we had in, um, at least I had in my school cafeterias where they were like thicker toast? Oh, yes. That's the grilled cheeses that Starbucks has. Yeah. Really? And it's like sourdough bread and they somehow put like cheese on the outside and in the middle too. Like it like has like a crust on the outside. It's phenomenal. I'd love to be sponsored by Starbucks. Starbucks hit me up if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Bow legs sponsored by Starbucks. On every book, there's a Starbucks. Yeah. Love. Starbucks. There's, a, there's, there's a little Starbucks like siren in the corner and it's like Starbucks book club. Yeah. Starbucks should have a damn book club. They don't. Okay. We're going to take a break and we will be right back with Drinking With Authors. Our sponsor today on Drinking With Authors is Skunk Brothers Spirits. Skunk Brothers Spirits was started by a family of disabled veterans focused on locally sourced quality distilled spirits. Their name was inspired by their pops, who was nicknamed Skunk. Skunk's father was a moonshiner in Oregon back when it wasn't exactly legal. Now the brothers are taking the family business legal with their Washington-based team using their grandfather's Prohibition-era moonshine recipe to bring small batch spirits to the gorge and beyond. From the moonshine corn whiskey to the apple pie brandy, all of their spirits are handmade in Washington. Believing they already have the best ingredients in the local community, they work with local farmers and suppliers to produce the highest quality spirits from scratch. You can find them on Facebook, at Skunk Brothers and on Twitter at Skunk Bros Inc. Or visit their site www.skunkbrothersspirits.com and use coupon code DWA10 at checkout to read 10% off your order. You can always also ask your local retailer to start stocking Skunk Brothers Spirits. Regardless of how you get your hands on a bottle or two, grab a drink and don't forget to get skunk. We're back and we're about to see a very drunk Bo Lake. No, just kidding. Okay. So <laughs> when, when last we left, so um, you have uh, little people. So where, when and where do you write? Like, how do you find the writing time and stuff? Oh God, that, that's a question for the ages. It's gotten worse. We just had another baby and it's gotten horrifyingly worse. Um, I try to write in the mornings from like 9 a.m. to like 11 a.m. I have an office in my house, but the kids know how to open the door. So they just wander in like little velociraptors, like, mommy, what are you doing? So it's not the most productive uh, environment that I've ever written in. I this love a coffee shop. be the shop. first time somebody referred to their kids as velociraptors <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, they're always like, my little angels come true. Just, just bending in, and she's like, "I got velociraptors. They can yeah, open they, doors. They are oh not angels, especially the newborn, because he's very needy. He has a lot of needs. Yeah. <laughs> Newborns, damn it! Yeah. Well, why do you need to wake up five hundred times in the night? Why can't you <laughs> sleep you like know, a grown Actually, you say that, but my daughter, because she just had a baby in January, found this sleep. Um, training class thing that my 
sister got used because my sister's way younger than me, one of my sisters, and she had a little baby and it's a sleep training class and it's like 80 bucks. But my, I'm going to send it to you, Bo. I'll send wait, it to wait, you. Because yes, please. That is, the most re- that is the weirdest thing. Like we lucked out because our son, he slept through the night from day one, like valued sleep, like a good child. Yes. All right. Humble brag. Yeah, I wish I could say the same. That's also part of my problem is I'm so sleep deprived that I'm like, I don't know if words I'm putting together are sounding good or sounds stupid. So uh, we'll see what my editor says when they get this next book. I'm not sleep deprived and I feel that way all the time. You know, words are hard. Words Words are are absolutely hard. Yes. So, okay. You're, it's over to you. All right. So what is your average? So let's say all kids are occupied. What mm. is your ideal writing scenario? Um, let's see. Usually I'm finding that I'm not one of those people who can write like 30,000 words in a day. That's not me. I lose attention span pretty quick. So if I could write like a thousand words in like two hours, because I'm a slow writer. This is why it takes me forever to write a book. Um, Or I feel like it's forever. I don't think anyone else thinks it's forever because I feel like I'm churning them out really fast. But I think my ideal situation would be no one talking to me, headphones on, two hours, uninterrupted time, which I know is like the most not ideal situation but in my life now that feels like the holy grail that might be (laughs) your situation you don't know (laughs) i mean everybody's different in what they're writing things be previously did you ever write like outside were you ever an outside writer um a little bit i'm finding that i'm one of those writers who if I start getting like typing on my computer and I get bored, if I switch to my phone and start typing in a Google doc on my phone, it kind of like rejuvenates me. So I can write anywhere really because I'll just switch to my phone. And I've written a bunch of one of the books in a car, like just typing in the passenger seat on my phone. Yeah. I can't do that. Can you do that, Charles? <laughs> oh Yeah. That's why half the time, like, you know, we just got back from the mountains and like Corey would be telling, we'd be having a conversation. I'm like, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that, that's awesome. And then like, if I do the same thing, if I get bored from like writing on my phone or something, I just have a notebook. I have like hundreds of notebooks around because like, I just, I switch mediums and it like changes the whole process. And it's almost like brings a different type of inspiration and yeah. leads your stories in a different way. I was just reading an article and I think it was Aaron Sorkin was like, I take eight showers a day. Cause when I get writer's block, I take a shower and it resets my brain. And I was like, I guess I do that with like just switching to different mediums. If I took a shower eight times a day, I'd get nothing done, but that's something I can do. Like I'll switch to my iPad or switch to a uh, paper or switch to my phone or my computer. Uh-huh. And I wish I could figure out how to like type on my phone and also hold a baby at the same time, but he likes to hit my phone. swipe. <laughs> well, I would oh, yeah. if your phone has swipe. 
Yeah. There's a, there's a program for the phones that Charles Gannon introduced us to called Otter. O-T-T-R. Oh, I've heard of that. Valerie works brilliantly. What is it? It's, it's like the it's one an app and what, here, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. We're on a podcast. I'll pull it up. They should <laughs> fucking be sponsoring me. Okay. I just, here it is. So what it is, is it's actually just a dictation software. I, I have the free one right now, but you can get Otter Pro and you get 6,000 recording minutes per month. But the way I've seen people use this now is they, um, and I'm going to, I actually am doing a whole experiment this weekend with uh, some book stuff that I need to do because I have to drive for 10 hours. And I was like, I will record. I have 600 minutes left. I'm going to record, but you, you can just talk into it. But what I've seen people do is even if it's just sort of ideas of talking through like a chapter, like chapter on Bob's burgers. And this is what I want to have happen in the chapter even having conversations, like it may be a little disjointed what you do, but it will send it in an email or a document. You can link it to your Google drive. Really? Yes. So you could technically do chores around the house and be dictating your story. And it just sends you an email of like everything that you said, or does it send you the recording? No, you can do both and you can upload audio files into it and it'll transcribe them for you. Yeah, you can schedule, you can set it up to link, for instance, to your, you create folders on it and you can have it linked directly to Google Drive, for instance. My only thing is I'm one of those people (laughs) who, when they're like, like, I've tried to dictate like with like dragon dictation before and all suddenly just be like, oh, fuck, like, cause I'll like lose my train of thought and it will just say, oh, fuck on there. And I'm like. Well, now I have to go back and fix it because my editor's heart cannot deal with this. I wouldn't use it and think it was done. But um, like, you know, we all know Valerie, for instance, she goes on these tangents about certain characters or background things that she wants to include. So she'll be like, she'll create a note talking about that topic and then upload it, but just put them all together. And then when she goes to type, she's grabbing pieces or ideas and stuff like that. Cause I think we all talk through these stories in our head and yeah. go, we want this, or we want that, or, you know, this is what we want in this chapter. And here's some of the things we want to happen and stuff like that. No, it's not just writing a book, but I mean, in the chaoticness that is Chelsea's entire freaking universe, like it's not so. So, but you could, you can literally make like title of this recording is, you know, Erica's cool sweater that Chelsea likes and then go on an entire thing about everything you want to talk about on the sweater. Because then when you go to grab it, it's in a document and it makes, I think it easier instead of you trying to think through all the things and write at the same time. And that's good too, because this happened to me last night. I thought of something and I was like, oh, I will remember that in the morning. Do I remember what the hell it was? No, I have no idea. I hope it wasn't a really great idea because it's gone. It's gone to either. But if I could just start talking to my phone for like five minutes. I started keeping, I keep a notebook by my bed because I do that. I start to doze off. And now mind you, the next morning, like I'm not saying I get up and like turn a light on and write this. I like reach over and grab like a random pen and I'm just like writing. And so sometimes there are words that are not on the actual paper because I decided to write on my nightstand. But like, (laughs) 
I go and I just take like the little notes because I've had that where like I'm falling asleep and for some reason an idea will pop in my head. I'm like, oh, I should really get up and do that. It's like, no, you got this. This is a brilliant idea. We'll remember this tomorrow morning. And then I get up tomorrow morning. And I'm like, what the fuck was that idea? Like, and it drives me insane. Yeah. I no, I, yeah. I actually started using voice memos on my phone for that purpose. I have an awful lot of voice memos. And I think we've talked about this before. If my phone yes. was ever confiscated for a crime, <laughs> I'm fucked. I'm completely screwed. I'll because totally break it and steal it for you. Yes, please do. Because I need lots of people to come to my like, <laughs> she writes horror. She didn't kill these people. There aren't people in the swamp <laughs> in Florida. It's just a note. Like, She's only looking up how to like what guts look like. She's not really looking at anyone's guts. Calm no, down. I, unfortunately, I look up things like how long it takes to decompose in these exact circumstances. Yeah. And like, I, I, I do get myself in a little bit of trouble from that. But hopefully... Um, actually, no, I have to have my book done by Dragon Con because I'm not showing up at Dragon Con without the first Florida hunting grounds. So that's part of what I'm doing on the app is to dictate some of this stuff for the book. So what is the worst thing you've ever looked at that you're like, yep, I'm done. They're coming to get me tonight. I feel like I have a lot of those. I wish I could like remember, but it's always because even in like these paranormal romance books, I'll be like. So if you were dead and you were in a swamp, what would your body look like after like two months? And I'll like be Googling that. And I'm like, oh, my FBI agent is probably really upset with me. Who, who's watching my computer? <laughs> yeah, no, I look, up, <laughs> I look up evidence things. Like how long can something be exposed to the elements? What does bleach actually do? It's, it's really bad. Nobody can die in my house because it looks <laughs> like that. Or... You know, I look, you know, there was a, a, a wonderful person on this show that did crime scene stuff. And she was talking about the fact that, like, if you find a gun in the water, don't pull it out of the water, like put it in a container in the water, because if it has a fingerprint on it, as long as you don't oxidize it, like expose it to it'll the air, stay. it'll stay. So I'm writing like, that down for, for later. I need to know about that. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. This podcast is going to be launched into evidence at some point. And I'm going to be like, son of a bitch. Damn I'll it. Be like, wait, but did we tell you we were drinking? Changes <laughs> everything. That, I mean, that, it's fine. It's fine. That's not how that works. I've watched a lot of snaps. That's not how that works. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So um, I looked up for, uh, for sins of the father, I looked up the effects of an EMP blast and Corey came running in because he has, you know, all kinds of stuff that he keeps track of everything. And he comes running over. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, what? He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just looking up the effects of, oh, he's like, get the fuck off the website. Yeah, there was just, there was like this whole thing. And so then like, you know, you go down this little rabbit hole thing and I'm like, because it was important. Like it was a, it was a big part of everything. So like, I'm going through and I'm like, okay, so then this is how they look the closest and like how bodies look on the way out so that you figure out. And he was just like, get the fuck off the internet. Like, if you need something like that, you let me know. I was like, okay, <laughs> my bad. That's not oh good. my God, that's a ridiculous. Um, no, I don't have that kind of protection here. I just do it myself. <laughs> And then I watch a lot of true crime shows and every now and then my boyfriend looks over at me and is like, 
you know, I'm always like, it's one degree. You can't kill one degree of separation. It doesn't work like that. You get caught then. You can't. You yeah, can't you get caught if you do one degree of separation. Plus my, your cell phone's here, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the number one thing people screw up is they take yeah. their cell phones with them. Or oh the cars with see- the navigation. Yes, the Camry commercial where it's like establish an alibi. And it's a girl just got done clearly burying a body in the woods. And she calls and is just like, hey, guys, where are you? I'm at the party. And like the the car drives off out of the mountains. And it's like Toyota Camry, establish an alibi. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, seriously, (laughs) this is what we have reduced ourselves to? Not to mention that car is clearly being tracked. Yeah, well, she, she brought her cell phone. Don't bring your cell phone. And oh, don't bring your smart navigation you that yes. has like a tablet in it. Like, don't bring your Tesla. That's fucking dumb. Yeah. People are calling the police on you. And then I say stuff like that. And then that freaks him out even more when I say things like, people are really dumb. You just have to do this. And he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. I probably won't kill you. My husband knows that he's on a really fine thread in that one day I might. He's like, he's like, till death do us part when you kill me. Because he's like, I know you know so many like wild things from the internet and podcasts. I'm like, yeah, you better watch yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I always tell Corey, if I snap one day, nobody's gonna, I'm not gonna get in trouble. Like everybody yeah. that knows him, they're like, no, I get it. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, our poor loved oh, ones. Weird. Hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. So they right. won't know. Hopefully they're not in earshot and can't hear what I'm saying right now. <laughs> He's he, like, oh, shit. Corey enters in. Corey comes back. walking behind. He just, just like, walks yep. past. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. funny. Okay. Well, so what are you working on now? What are your projects now that you're doing? Well, right now I'm writing the sixth book in the Wolves Wharton series. I am almost done i think um it's due at the end of the month so we will see and then i'm writing a well i don't know apparently i'm gonna write a horror book but if i don't do that then i'm doing um another paranormal romance werewolf series based on the great gatsby but a like mm retelling of the great gatsby i think that sounds brilliant that can come before you do the horror books. <laughs> You've been given yes. an extension. Take it and run. <laughs> I, I always love when someone's like, you can have an extension. I'm like, yes. Yes. I didn't say for the end of the month. I said extension on of the um, horror, horror book. books. Yes. <laughs> you have to pay attention to what I'm saying because that's how that works. <laughs> We're but yeah, it's like damn phone contracts. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited to really dive back into The Great Gatsby because I haven't read it since high school. I remember loving it a lot, which is strange because it's not really like my genre. And it'll be interesting to make it like werewolfy because werewolves are always very body horror, um, very, and like The Great Gatsby, everyone knows how it ends. If you've read it, it someone dies and I don't know if I'm going to do that. We'll see. It's it's going to be fun to play with it. And change the story. You know how you can really play with it is, does somebody change at the end? 
<laughs> Instead of killing them, I like it. Gatsby never changes. That's <laughs> not him. Um, I've never read it or seen the movie, so really? I have no idea. No. The movie is great, but I also really like Leonardo DiCaprio. So I, I liked it a lot. It's kind of like you, it's not my genre. So like, I just, I never, yeah. I never did it. And then it got super popular and I try not to do, I try not to read or watch movies when they're super popular because I feel like it colors everybody's ideas of it. So yeah. then I wait for the, like the hype to die down. And then I'm like, okay, there's like, I can be impartial. I can do whatever. And then I just forgot about it. Cause it's just, again, not my genre. Yeah. No, that makes sense. My list. Okay. It's your turn. Chelsea. You see, you're not All jumping right. in. You're creating dead air. This is a problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing the Great Gatsby down so I can add it to my reading the, list. The podcast editor is screaming right now. <laughs> I know. He's like, what the podcast editor? <laughs> no, there's, yeah, that's one of the things is everybody's like, you can edit that out, right? And Erica's like, no. Sometimes I go, yeah, sure. Totally. We're, we're right on top of editing that out. Yeah, very true. <laughs> So what is your biggest pet peeve with your own writing? I find that I reuse phrases a lot or like a, like a concept. Like I like to like reference little things that I like and to be like, haha, I referenced like, I don't know what I referenced recently, but like if I was going to reference like drag race or something or like uh, law and order, I reference law and order a lot. And then I'm like, you can't keep referencing this. You have to find new references because people are going to be like, you already said that. She you already really talked about, <laughs> oh, I love Law and Order. Uh, so, so there's always a Law and Order reference and I always have to be like, cut it out, cut it out because it's not a good reference after I've done it like five times. So I do that a lot and I repeat like the phrase like, he thinks to himself and I'm like, no, no, take that out. It's silly. <laughs> you don't say that. Uh, so it's stuff that I think I notice first, luckily before an editor looks at it and I can be like, no. So I do a lot of self-editing like that where I'm like, it's, I'm very repetitive and then I'm very like, oh, I said that already. I already referenced that person's green eyes that look like algae or something. And I'm like, so I, I'm very repetitive, I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Are you repetitive? No, I'm just kidding. I'm repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, I'm so repetitive. I've said it like, like 16 oh my. times. <laughs> so so you have a word, do you have a word that you use that is, is repetitive? Do you have a word that you're like, son of a bitch? Oh. <gasps> most most of the words I use because I feel like my vocabulary is getting more and more limited the further I or my books I write um I feel like I use the word lols like his tongue lolled out of his mouth like I use that a lot and I oh. keep having to be like stop it okay you know about the website called word hippo no okay what? so anybody who wants no okay this is fuzzy Chelsea shy <laughs> All right. So it's called wordhippo.com. And what you can do is you can type in any single word that you want, and it'll give you a hundred different ways to say it. So here, I'll go on and find one. So it's one of those things where you can go in. And so you said lols. Yeah. 
All right, so you go to wordhippo.com, you type in lulls, and it'll give you, if my computer, yeah, I have a really bad thing with tech, it really doesn't like me. So you can do, well, so it gives different things. So like it says, okay, are you trying to say to provide your comfort? Are you trying to calm or relax? Are you trying to diminish intensity? So it gives you all the different definitions of the word. And then it gives you different ways to say that word according to those definitions. If nobody else uses it, you really, really should, because I have that with, I used to say, I don't know, sigh or whatever. And so I go in and I type it in and it gives you a thousand different ways to say sigh or to say said or told or exclaim. Like it does all kinds of different things. And it's an amazing resource. I'm so, writing that down. Oh, boom. Oh, that's that's my, my document here. Word hippo. Yes, wordhippo.com. It's probably the coolest website I found to, to help out with those things. And you can now even I have write to like write a this down on another <laughs> post-it. I got my own post-it. It's, it's going to be posted in. It's posted it in. <laughs> I mean, and you also a little hippo on it. Oh, that's amazing. I want to see the hippo. It actually does have a hippo on the website just to like add even more oh, fun it to it. Like it's a, a little pig, dance it's a hippo to me. Okay. It looks like a pig. I shouldn't be drunk drawing, <laughs> but I'll know what it is. I can't believe I did. you guys don't know that one. That was like the no. first thing I found. Yeah. Look at me. I'm like an adult. <laughs> Erica, this counts as an adult point. No, it doesn't. No. When, when did we do that? When did that become a thing? apparently right now <laughs> no no it's because everybody says i'm super naive so i get points for being like adult things he's like oh what I do you what up. do you get if you have a certain amount of points though do you get like a treat sure something like that <laughs> <laughs> things wow. that we can't go into in a podcast i mean you could you could if you felt so inclined it seems like that sort yeah. of podcast, so you could. I feel like this podcast is getting really dark <laughs> in various ways. This was a great choice. Like, we were like, let's see how dark we can make this. You yes. know? I love this. This is great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Drinking after dark. Drinking after dark during the daytime, but really, you know, <laughs> yeah, after it, dark. It is, it is <laughs> 2 o'clock in the, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon right now. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so we'll get back on track. Do you write from chapter one to chapter 20? Yes. I have to write in order. And if chapter one is not up to snuff, then I cannot move on to chapter two, which is why I'm the slowest writer ever. I cannot be like, oh, I'm just going to move on and fix that later. Like, this is for future Bo to figure out. No, I can't do that to myself. <laughs> so I have to write like a complete perfect chapter one before I move on to chapter two. That makes sense. I mean, it does make sense. It's not very productive or uh, quick. Yeah, you should see my process. You want to talk about somebody like with seizures? Ty does it too, though. We found out Ty does it. Me and Ty bonded over our chaotic writing process. Yeah. Okay. That just means you guys are exceptions and not the rules. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. that's unfortunately that what that means by the way <laughs> we Great, are here Erica. Oh, God. you're Come creating on. a lull a lull, <laughs> lull. 
Okay, so final question before shameless self-promotion. What advice would you give authors out there? I feel like I'm not at the point where I can give anyone advice because I still feel like such a baby myself. But if I was going to give advice, I would just do the really typical advice everyone gets, which is if you don't write something, it doesn't count. Don't just brew ideas in your head, write them. You can't edit from nothing. So always just like vomit your words out on the page and you can look, fix them later. Really? Because okay. that's so weird because didn't you just say- I know, that I for myself. <laughs> I don't follow my own <laughs> advice. Okay, you don't call out the author's <laughs> advice segment, Chels. What is with you today? You do not have this. This is a false shirt, and it's not okay, and it's creating a weird thing. I'm just creating the weirdest energy today. I'm just doing the weirdest energy. It's because you know that I've seen your like drafts, and I've been all in there picking it apart. So... We're too close for this interview process. <laughs> you, you are too close for this interview process. Okay, Bo, <laughs> what is your next piece of work coming out? And how do people find your books? You can go to bowlikebooks.com um, or you can go to fourhorsemanpublications.com or Amazon or any other site where you purchase books. Um, the first five books are available now and the sixth book comes out I don't fucking know. It comes out soon. I wish should have looked that up before we started. Erica, why don't you have it? <laughs> why do you not have the due date? <laughs> because I'm the host right now, not your publisher. This is like not my job right now. We are it's the wrong hat. We are too invested for you to not know the answer to this question for me. That's um, well, true. it's probably coming. It's probably coming out this early this summer it's due for the end of this month it's due the end of this month yeah okay it'll probably come out in june or july. july then if i was to guess yeah. that's how that generally yeah. works so also yes. if people want to meet me i will be at AwesomeCon in bc on june 3rd through 5th come find me and hang out that is so cool so <laughs> cool so cool okay so this has been drinking with authors podcast i have been your host erica lance my co completely ridiculously out of control co host today has been CR Rice. And our um, sponsor has been Skunk Brothers Spirits, DWA10 at the coupon code. Please buy stuff from them. And our amazing guest has been Bone Lake. And hopefully, this will not be entered into evidence, but if it is FBI, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Love it. <laughs>